Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast, a series of conversations aimed at making stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are your education team for the Improv Network. You can go to theimprovnetwork.org to check out all sorts of uh, great resources, interviews, and blogs, and an Improv FAQ page uh, with these videos, as well as lecture videos on improv topics. And it is the last Sunday of the month, which means that we have a recurring guest, featured guest. Yeah, it's a Shannon Sunday. Hey, it's a <laughs> Shannon Sunday. It's a Shannon Stott Sunday. Yeah, yep. it's, a it's a Shannon last. Stott Sunday. It's... So moving forward, uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have the uh, pleasure of Shannon joining us uh, on the last Sunday of every month, um, which is. Uh, Going to be uh, going to be fantastic. Every episode we've had with you, Shannon, I've just uh, really enjoyed um, the conversation and and just the uh, the energy and everything. So, um, and 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 today so, yeah, is ahead. no different. <laughs> We're talking about Rick and Morty. <laughs> Can we say this? I don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a conversation at the bar. So talk as you well. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, you can't be at the bar. You're like, yeah. Listen, and yes, so very, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. So here's the deal. I know. So before we got started, I was like, guys, we need to talk about silence, silence on stage and how to utilize it and how amazing silence is and how not to be afraid of it. And then I finished uh, the last season of Rick and Morty and I was like, dang, Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Morty is the shit. Like we need to talk about yeah. Rick and Morty uh, because that dude Rick Rick has uh, emotional issues. He has emotional <laughs> issues and he does not express them well. And then I was like, somewhere in there, in how Rick and Morty <laughs> express emotion, do not express or express emotional issues and silence. Somewhere in the middle of that mm. conversation <laughs> is gold. No, there's a hybrid here. It's relevant. You just, gotta, you just gotta dig into. Absolutely. Ooh, I would right. say like everybody on that show has emotional issues. Just to, right. 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 That's like let's start there. Let's let's just start. Let's unpack this a little bit. So Please. what I'm seeing <laughs> and we'll get to the silence. I prom I promise. But that's what, what people are waiting for. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it always comes, it always comes like at the last three minutes mm -hmm. while James is like, and that's the end of our and we're like, and this is definitely the beat. This is the mic drop. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it's over. But you know, we get there. It's fun to get there. So okay. Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you're Rick and Morty fans, right? Both of you have watched Rick and Morty. We're, oh, yeah. we're on a, Okay, yes, yes. so all right, we're not talking about anything that's too nuts. So this is what I what I am feeling. So the last episode, uh, yeah, this is a spoiler. If you're watching Rick and Morty, we're spoiling stuff a little bit. Whoa. Oh, oh, you switched to audio only. What happened? I I didn't mean to. I didn't touch anything. Can you it's even being hear me? Silent. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> Visual <Yeah>. silence. <laughs> I can't. I don't. Here, you know what? Maybe your green screen is working too well. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> your green screen. Here we go. I didn't touch it. I didn't. I didn't touch it. Uh, yeah, that so from? That's from a movie. I didn't touch it. It's not my fault. Oh, it's, it's Star Wars. Okay, so Rick and Morty. <laughs> Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> and it's, like, it's a great franchise. And just finished watching it, so there are spoilers here. 
<laughs> yeah. For anybody who's going to be upset that we're, we're, we're spoiling a cartoon that hasn't had a new episode in three years. Uh, sorry. It, it hasn't uh, been that long, though, right? It, uh, it, well, it's been one or two years, but they came out with the fourth season um, kind of recently, right? Didn't they? Oh. Or am, yeah. I, am, I, am I wrong? Is it just the third? I think. I, you know what? I don't know. I think I just finished the fourth season. Yeah. Oh. oh. But I don't know how long ago oh, it was God. released. Because uh, I'm I'm behind. All right, all right, all right. Look, all right, all right, all right. You're good. While James looks up how many seasons Rick and Morty has had, and when the last episode aired, this is this is the thing. So the last episode happens, and really, what we see, without too many spoilers, is Rick is left by himself, alone and sad. Okay, mm -hmm. and what we see throughout the whole thing, two things that I have noticed is Rick is going through this thing where he is only able to express emotion through farts, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of fart jokes. Let's see, we're yeah. gonna, oh, I'm gonna pull it in. So through a lot of fart jokes, a lot of cussing, and a lot of being super mean, okay? Mm -hmm. A lot of being super mean. And those are, okay, Fart jokes, cussing, being mean. Those are the first three things. The last thing is, if you listen, if you like close your eyes, which is hard to do, and you listen to Rick and Morty, the cadence that at which they speak is fast. There is no, there's no, there's barely any breath. In fact, instead of breathing and being silent, I'm getting there, James. <laughs> instead of breathing <laughs> and being yeah, silent. <laughs> yeah. They they'll fill the gaps with uh, stutters, so they'll just like uh, 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 and that's why uh, 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 both of them, both of them, they just fill gaps. This reminds me of greener improvisers, right? When we start scenes and when we are afraid of expressing emotions, we or I say scenes, but I'm talking when we start in our uh, uh, yeah. beginning doing improv, right? We are doing a lot of crude jokes, right? We're cussing a lot, a lot of farting, a lot of farting and burping and sex and things like that. What was the other one I said? There was one more. Uh, farting, swearing, uh, being mean, being mean, being mean. <laughs> being mean right we're like telling people like to fuck off and like get out of here yeah. and you're not my real boss and whatever it is yeah. so i'm so here for this that's great hey, Moni. <laughs> you're not my real Thank boss you, <laughs> and then the very last one is we do not sit in any silence because it brings up it we get scared we mm -hmm. the improvisers get really like scared of silence, like something bad might ha happen. So we like, uh, 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 and we want to fill that silence with mm -hmm. anything and everything. And so we go back to farting, being mean and uh, being vulgar. Boom. We, I mean, we're done. <laughs> Thank you everybody for watching the improv network podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this analysis this is Sunday, sure Sunday of the month. All right. <laughs> Uh, and, no, and, yep, yeah, yeah that's it. I dropped it. Now we we can talk about all this. I, I would have gave you 10 extra points if you were in like a greener improviser, like pickle green. Would have, like that, that's, uh, I, <laughs> I was waiting for you it. Went there. Should have went there. You, you set yourself up. <laughs> I did. I sure did. I uh, missed it. I missed it. But I, I absolutely agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think part of the problem is, People, when they sign up for improv class, think they're signing up for a comedy class. 
And what is comedy to somebody who's never trained in comedy is a funny line. They, mm-hmm. they think about the punchline. Not everything that, you know, punchlines need a setup. You need, you need an yes. establishment. You need, you, you need to build tension for the laugh. You need, you need to connect with the audience. So they were all on the same page before you could drop that blow line and get the ha ha. That's, mm-hmm. that's a byproduct of what we're doing. That shouldn't be the goal. And I think we fail with introducing people in that because we want to draw them in at first, you know, we, mm-hmm. we start them off with like, let's do a line game, which is very much set up and knock down, set up and knock down. Um, so they, they get into that pattern, uh, especially when we go through all the short form games and, Oh, Hey, every time you get a laugh, we, we encourage it because it's fun. You know, we want, right. we want the classes to be fun as well. Um, but we don't talk about, you know, story arcs. We, 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 we do talk about character, but I don't think we, really break down what all the things we need to do to be, have a, a strong long form scene mm-hmm. uh, because that'd be a lot too. Like I'm like, <laughs> welcome to improv one-on-one sit down kids. We're going to do a lot of talking. <laughs> you, what you know about comedy is wrong and I'm going to teach you why uh, that would be rough. So I get why the confusion happens. Um, I don't blame them for it. It's part of our job to, to take them on the journey. I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, imp- improv is a uh, is a separate <clears throat> skill set from storytelling and from comedy and from acting. Um, and yeah, it's 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 tough to kind of muddle them all together, and um, and 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 most programs don't have it built in when to tend to those when when to separate and tend to those different skill sets. Like there's improv skill set. Some 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 schools are very much like it's improv and improv comedy. Always, we're always going for comedy. Some some schools are like mm-hmm. we're going to improvise and act first, then we'll get to comedy. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, th- I think you're right, Bob. N- n- not a lot that I and we talked about this with um, beats beats of a story when we <laughs> v- covered over a vast saga oh, of episodes three <laughs> seven eleven all day. <laughs> um, that, that, yeah, like storytelling and and devices are are not always um, baked into improv um, curriculum. Yeah, and I think and I think Shannon, on terms in terms of like uh, the Rick and Morty comedy and, and the pacing mm-hmm. and and the like, it, it is one of those things that, is that that also it's it's like okay, um, that's a comedy show and it feels very it has that like improv sort of. Um, feel to it because you know mm-hmm. the, the actors I think are doing a lot of uh, ad libs and, and whatnot and it's just very loosely um, crudely written on purpose mm-hmm. uh, but but it, it is it's so fast and it does things that like you can't get away with in uh, improv um, unless everyone is in agreement that like we're just going to talk as fast as, as we can <laughs> and shit on each other and, and go for like that kind of uh, crude humor. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. more difficult to accomplish that. And and, and that is also separating like the skill set of uh, the improv medium versus like a written medium. Um, and uh, people watch comedy shows. Uh, I, 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 Julia and I have been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls together and um <laughs> And and that's a very tightly fast-paced written show. The Gilmore Girls. (laughs) We're going to talk about Gilmore Girls. What makes day different? (laughs) And Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, there's there's shows that have um, they're just they're just written at a clip that like you want to emulate. It's it it becomes like very cool that that that, like ah that pacing of conversation is like where the wit comes from. It feels so sharp and it feels so 
Um, you know, but 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 you can't you really can't. What you it's 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 unwise to aim at that pace of dialogue in an improvised show. But yet we still uh, try. It's is our. Uh, our inclination is to be like, let me let me try to talk as fast as Rick and Morty or Gilmore Girls right. or whatever show you're trying to like capture the humor of. Yeah, and so what's interesting about that? See, you got me all like, ooh, it's so juicy because there is without with, and we're not talking about what the writer's intent are is right. I like we could talk about that we all all day. What do we think the writer's intent? So we're we're talking about what we what we're pulling from this, and you're talking about the idea, the want to min, to mimic what Rick and Morty do, how they sound, what they sound like on stage, and the interesting part about that is, it feels like the writers are showing us something when it comes to improv right it feels like the writers are showing us like this fast pace this um this willing to be mean this willing to be crude this willing to not address what is actually being laid out so there's a oh i uh, maybe one of you can remember it but uh rick says something like i don't know what he says he's like uh, bigger, bigger woggle wiggles, whatever it is. And we find <laughs> yeah. out in one of the episodes that that gibberish phrase means I'm in deep internal pain, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, like, yeah. do you remember that? And <laughs> it's the this concept that at the pace that we're going, at the speed, at the vulgarity, at all, all the things that we are doing that seem to be funny are actually in intrinsic of pain and not stopping to share that pain. And then, so we take that Rick and Morty like ov overhaul or uh, blanket and we, mm -hmm. under the blanket is this improv thing that we're talking about. And when we teach, I wonder, you know, when we teach our students not to slow down, not to sit in the moment that they are creating, it, it can be funny, right? Sure, it can it can generate humor and comedy, but you are losing emotional connection to yourself and to your partners, and it's coming out like you're you're looking like Rick. Rick is in pain, right? And so I wonder if and I don't remember if I had told you all this, but I remember I was teaching a class. And I asked this uh, woman something like, she was in the scene, and I said to her, "Would I see that your character is making this choice? What would you do in this in this moment?" And she was like, "I didn't take improv to be myself." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> there, there, there. Okay, <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms. I think that's a fair. That's a fair perspective to have. I I, I do struggle with this, where where okay. it's like it's like acting and imagination and stuff, and and it's like um, it, this is a question of vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so it's a question of of like um, okay, people want to. I've I've had students like that too that are that are like I want to play I want to play a robot and I want to play, uh, you know fantasy fairy tale stuff i was like that when i when i first started i i one of the things i wanted to do most was was do like sci-fi and fantasy type characters um 
and and I, it's understandable. And then, and then it's hard to be like, okay, but first you need to learn how to like, again, it's a skill set of like improv and acting and, and when to like tend to those things. Because it's like, if you can't really uh, get in touch with like the, the realness of yourself, you can't really mm -hmm. apply that in the best way to those fanciful characters. But, but I, I do, I, I am sympathetic to people who are like, I, I didn't get into improv to just like play close to self. But it's a very, it's a very useful way to like teach people to, to like set everything on a shelf and be like, don't worry about all the bells and whistles and all these crazy characters. Let's, let's improvise as you so you can improvise well and act well without having to worry about that. And when you get to doing all the crazy stuff that you'll be better at it um, later, but it's, it's hard to be patient too with, with us as a student to wait and work on the like, <laughs> or the real stuff. It's you know? true. It's true. But, but I'm just going to keep on harping on this Rick and Morty. I'm sitting on Rick. Right. So right. like the thing is, it is true. And what I, it is true. It is hard to be patient, especially when we're talking about uh, doing short form, right? A short form that is never going to be seen again, or even like small, like um, even if you're going to do like a narrative, something that's just never going to be seen again. The thing that we get out of Rick and Morty is that it is season. It's a whole seasons with tons of episodes and whatnot. So if you take one of those um, episodes and you only watch that, you do get this, all this like funny banter and interesting oh. wit and like it's crude and it's fun whatever but you miss that the, the fact that it is a series we get to see rick actually develop uh over whatever it like the years that it took to create right. the show but we get to see him develop in these seasons and we we get the benefit of understanding why he is the way he is over literally hours and hours of of footage, I guess, of like <laughs> episodes, but we don't get that in a short form show, a short form. We don't, we don't have the, the time and energy. So you, for me, I'm like, you do have to do the work. It's worth it. It's going to be mm -hmm. worth it in the long run, because even if you put on like the robot character, right. And you're the robot, right. if you can connect to yourself in those three minutes, through the robot, you pull in not you pull in your audience so Absolutely. much faster. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I, honestly, I believe no matter how wild of character you're playing, if it's a good character, it is connected to yourself, so mm -hmm. it becomes relatable. Or there's some there's there's got to be some kind of you grounding mechanism that is universal related. It doesn't have to be so much an experience or a point of view that's yours, but maybe through your experience, you know someone like this or, or an exaggeration of that characteristic that you can apply to a fictional character because we don't have the visual aspect that Rick and Morty has. They can have wild monsters as everything because as soon as that wild monster pops on screen, our brains are telling us, ooh, that's weird. That's a wild monster. All we have is our own body. So me going up there, I'm a wild, <laughs> without saying I'm a wild monster, just flaring my arms uh right. enough you have to you have to embody this character cool as soon as we establish that why is this character inter more interesting you know and how are we going to do something with this if it's all about the discovery of what this character is because yeah. we can spend 
30 minutes like uh, making a list game of what all this unique characteristics and physicalities of this character but what's its story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh yeah <laughs> see that's like that's what's its story it's so what's good its story and, yeah what is why does it that's tick? the human or the, yes. the personal element uh, it, uh improv doesn't have to be therapy so being vulnerable doesn't mean you have to drag up all the shit that, that you went through but I, I hope that someone taking improv class does have some great experiences that they would like to share or, or perspective is that whole mm-hmm. live an interesting life so you can share it on stage mm-hmm. yeah yeah I wonder, James, like you when you said when I started, I, James, when I started, I, I didn't want it wasn't about connecting to myself. It was about having like doing characters, having fun, being fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how has that changed for you or and has it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the, I've said this on here a few times that the, my 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 uh, my sort of. Uh, overall goal when I started was like, I want to do things that a cartoon can do on stage. And so I was just very much like physicality and voices. And I started a troupe for like fairy tale improv and, um, and I, and I got to indulge in that. And, and I think that I'm, I'm really grateful for that, but yes, eventually I, I was like, I, I'm still obsessed with, with improv and I've like kind of gotten that out of my system. And, um, then what happened is that I moved on to like, okay, what's the next big challenge? And the big challenge was like playing more of a straight character um, and uh, doing better acting uh, because the show, the shows as fun as they were would consistently kind of go off the rails. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would want like, I would want more out of, out of the shows in uh, more consistency. Um, and so uh, I guess I kind of found the limits of um, that type of character for uh, myself um, and yeah, start, started uh, just exercising a different muscle um, and then that has definitely, um, and then it's kind of come full circle because honestly, what's, what's happened is that like, then I, I'm like, I, I got, uh, the more I focused on that, like grounded stuff, the, mm-hmm. the, um, eventually I hit a wall where I was not able to have as much fun with opportunities to be kind of kooky. Right. <laughs> yeah, and right. then I was like, and then I was like, I'm not, this is not me anymore, you know? Right. And, and and it's like I, I wasn't bringing enough of myself into it, and then I was trying to be too real, right? <laughs> and right. kind of like it was, I just wasn't being as playful. So then I had to balance the scales again. Oh yeah. And um, now I'm at a place where like I do. I, I think uh, I really love playing like really nuanced um, that like that uh, friction between um, just like. Uh, the undercurrent of, of emotion between characters uh, and mm-hmm. how well they're controlling it. I, I really like that in terms of like grounded stuff, but my favorite things to do are, are to go like uh, meta and um, absurd and surreal and uh, fourth dimensional. And, mm-hmm. um, but, but I think I'm so much better at that because I spent time um, in the more grounded stuff and I have the tools of grounding things when I need to and putting yes. things through a filter that, that surrealism and absurdity through a filter, um, of, uh, better acting that, that I was, uh, able to do or, or, um, exercising, putting into practice when I was, uh, starting out. 
starting. Yeah, I the, the I love that you're talking this full circle thing because <laughs> the the thing that we miss if we don't if we don't dissect it right the thing that we miss is within Rick and Morty <laughs> is the absurdity meeting the grounded right so that what you're talking about that feeling of starting out like I'm I I, I I'm a I'm an octopus I'm an octopus and I eat bees great this is fine <laughs> I don't know I don't know no no, no. Out that character this is, it, it's this getting there <laughs> this is one of my favorite I things I just I just I, 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 it's there's so many when, whenever whenever somebody gives like you know some kind of stupid thing and it's octopus and bees and it's like it's like yes I love that yep that is honestly part of the reason why why it's tough for me to be like it is that something we need to avoid? Octopus bees? <laughs> no, no. See that, and that's the that's the thing. It's great when you start off and you're like, I'm an octopus and I eat bees, right? <laughs> this this like this commitment is is fine, I guess, but it has no depth. It has no. It's hard to sustain. It's it's very hard to sustain because, to Bob's point, it's not coming from anywhere. You're just like, just like just now when I pull, yeah. I don't know. I'm an octopus and I eat bees. So I just I'm like Adam wander Stanley. around stage. I'm crazy octopus <laughs> man. Look how bees And it's great. The idea right. is great, but it's definitely hard to sustain. And like, yeah. for instance, with with bird person, right? With bird yeah. person bird in man. Rick and Morty, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So we like it's a it's absurd when he shows up. He's absurd. Like I'm a person. I have wings and like a laser eye. Right. But mm -hmm. then we slowly, he says things so um, blandly, like the one of the things that he says when we first meet him, everyone's like, hey, Birdman, hey, Birdman. And he's like, you know, my name's not Birdman, right? And then we just, it just glosses over. People are like, sure, whatever, Birdman, blah, blah, blah. But that, just that one liner is depth enough for that character for us to get on a surface level or not. But of course, I'm watching it like as an improviser. I'm like, did you hear that? He like has depth. What's his story, right? right? Like, what's the story there? And Bob said it. Like, what's what's the story of Octopus B guy? Right. And it doesn't take too much. But what you're saying, James, is like when you first started, it didn't have like Octopus B guy doesn't have any any depth. We're just playing with our bodies. We're we're doing that mm -hmm. thing, yeah. right? We're just playing to see it. Can I can I sustain? Zzz, blah, 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 can I sustain this? And right. usually the answer is no. We can't. It's very and difficult to sustain. You know, but why? then yeah, because because, uh, because a either it is <laughs> you yourself create a character that you cannot sustain. Or by committee, it's not being sustained. So you can be yeah. that wild, off the wall character. You're Godzilla going after Tokyo, but then you need like the shop owner who's like, "Oh, this this shop has been my family for generations." Yes, and it just got stepped on. You know, this is my reality. I live in a world where there is an octopus bee monster, and it just ruined my life. That is yeah. something people can understand because then it becomes a metaphor of like other things like big business taking over the little guy. What happens when Walmart moves into a small town? You can, it sets up emotions and, and real life situations, but in a fun yes. bigger than life way. 
Yeah, I love that because in, in that in that scenario, what you what will usually happen is one character comes on, it's octopus man, he I eat bees, and another character comes on, it's like, well, I'm made of strawberries and right. I love like mole people, but whatever. Yeah. And so like those two characters, it's like they can't sustain because neither of them have gone to any depth, right? And so we don't have anything that surrounds them or anything. So yeah, that idea, I loved that, like, you know, my name's not Birdman, right? Like, yeah. I love that because, oh, that was that, look at that stupid character that they just invented some dude Birdman. This is crazy. Right. But uh oh, he actually, he has a story, right? It's, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I, Rick and Morty. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> part, part of this conversation of sustainability or, or whether or not mm. uh, these wacky characters are um, interesting for long kind of reminds me of, the, of this thought I've had about like whether or not um, just the difference between improv now versus improv um, in in the 80s and 90s, let's say. Ooh, <laughs> when when, right. uh, when like modern long form was was a uh, more of a novelty. Um, and I've thought to myself that like, that like, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, improv now is not really enough to, to, to just be by itself, be the same novelty that it used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and so, so the way that, the way that I'm kind of comparing these ideas is that like when, when you're starting out, um, or, or just, just in a pure, uh, mode of play, it can feel like like wow. I'm just like that's that's really what's what's entertaining about like octopus bees, uh, fairy tale sci fi characters is just that, like mm -hmm. I'm going for it and I'm I can do whatever yeah. I want. But at a certain point, it's it's like well, um, for both yourself, for yourself, it it eventually will not be enough it, it, because the 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 uh, the newness of it will wear off and it won't be as yes. exciting to just like do. Um, wacky things because you can and yes. uh, i think in general the experience of improv for an audience um is that way too that that, that that like improv can be captivating just because you're going to see an unscripted show and it's just mesmerizing that like right. it, it's magic um right. uh, uh but i think that the art of improv has become um slowly but surely worked its way into the mainstream awareness Mm -hmm. And um, the idea of it is uh, has lost its luster of being a new art form to the point where like you can't just have not you can't but like it's it's harder to win an audience just purely on the convention of we're doing this thing called improv. Now it's mm -hmm. like well we have to have we have to have um, we're going to do genre or we're going to do form or we're going to do a particular style uh, because there's actually three improv theaters in the city like um, right you know and uh I, that's that's kind of kind of like a, a maybe like a micro macro um side by side of this question of sustainability is that like the novelty mm -hmm. of what you're doing will will eventually wear off and you need something that's that's more purposeful yeah, yeah. i i Everything everyone says today, I'm just gonna pull it right back into the R and M. Okay, so that's <laughs> just because I think that about this this show, right? Okay. The show itself as a cartoon. So cartoons, the same. It's like the novelty of just having cartoons at this point seems like it's 
wearing off. Like there's, there has to be depth. And in this particular one, it's absolutely speaking to this thing that, and I don't want to put it in masculine and feminine, but uh, let's see if I can. Um, there is a certain type of people that uh, that cover up their emotions, right? Like there are people who just cover up their emotions and the only way that they can get at those emotions at all is to drink, to fart, to be crude, to blah, 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 da, da, da. And the, if that is what you are going through, this cartoon is speaking to that and like what you're saying james is like it needs to do that in order to sustain Mm -hmm. right because it's no longer sustainable just to have like i mean i guess maybe but like as for adults like it's not sustainable just to watch my little ponies for like or gummy bears (laughs) you know whatever was the thing was it's not sustainable anymore so (laughs) so we have to have something that's connecting us to the forum or the form which is animation the form being animation but what is that what is it speaking to the person and then for improv right Right. it's the same you're talking about the audience right like the audience is like great i get it i get it you're making it up now what at this point at this to what are we 2021 like yeah there are there are other improv theaters why did i come here i already sort of understand it it's just really and how how are you speaking to the audience what are you showing them that's touching that's new that involves them it's really i yeah it's Mm -hmm. interesting well i I think one of the best examples and probably the most popular uh episode is pickle rick right Mm -hmm. and what i love and what what i love about this we start off we already know who rick is but he starts off with a simple want. I don't want to go to the family therapy. Right. To the point where I do my first weird thing. And, and today's different. And I think people focus too much on the pickle part. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. This is a great cover. But like the main focus is I, I'm, I, I, I want to protect myself. I don't want to be vulnerable right now. I'd rather be a pickle than have to express my emotions. And then, okay, so we have that. We we have we're in. We know the mm-hmm. character. We know his want. We we we're gonna start diving in. So the like the first, what makes the day different is the the want not to go to the thing. Now it's build off of that. I don't want to be a pickle. What happens after that? I I get thrown into the sewer because I'm still trying to avoid. Even though I'm completely weak, I want to. I'd, I'd rather be a pickle in a sewer then go to family therapy mm-hmm. and then and then it just progresses like now, now um i feel weak i have to become strong so he so he starts attacking the cockroaches and builds like a super suit and then you know it progresses on and on until it gets so out of whack we have to end the episode you know yeah. it's crazy now if he just would have started as a big pickle with a robot suit probably would have still been an interesting episode but not as epic as it became because he started with just a really strong want in a cool character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the, the uh, Susan Sarandon um, therapist uh, summation at the end is just so great. And, and which also just r- reminds me that like um, this absurdity, the show uh, and its absurdity is, is like the writers are just, again, we don't, we can't really speculate it. Like what's the writer's intention and, and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
until we're building no, a face. No. <laughs> 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 the writers are thinking. The writers. The writers are Can we do next Sunday? Next Shannon Sunday. All in that voice. <laughs> um, I was talking about Gilmore Girls. What are they thinking? <laughs> yeah. But 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 the way the way the way that the, that that therapist character um, summarizes the situation at the end of that episode um, is similar to, to the point that you were saying, Bob. It's just like the, these writers are educated, like they they are smart, and they're doing this chaos that they are they are operating on a very like um, intense philosophy of chaos <laughs> like right. and and uh there's there's that it has um uh we touched on this a little bit um last week with uh our episode with molly about destructive humor and and uh i was mentioning south park and people wanting to emulate that kind of satire um and uh not giving enough credit to where the uh um writers probably are coming from is, is that like these are probably like very well educated writers that have mm -hmm. a very um uh, strong philosophy and uh you can't skip that and and still get the same right. effect out of being right. so chaotic or uh darkly satirical right yeah. yeah that's that's a that's huge because you you do we were talking about this at the very beginning of the of of this episode of this show of this episode uh where people want to emulate what they're seeing they want to talk fast or they want to cuss or they want to be crude or they want to fart whatever 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 but you're they're missing the fact that all of these characters have strong wants and needs right mm -hmm. and in order to get to those strong wants and needs we have to we have to know them. We we have to understand what they are in order for the rest of it, the farting, the like racism in South Park, the all yeah. of that, for that stuff to be funny. Like mm -hmm. we have to understand that there is there's backstory, there's reasoning for these things. It's it's highly sure it's satirical, right? But it's highly based in the way people are living their lives and connecting yeah. with themselves and sharing that with with others. So yeah, yeah it's really it's it's important it's important to to pay to pay the dues right mm -hmm. and the dues yeah. and improv are the connection with self even though people don't want to do it yeah yeah, that, yeah that's a great point is, is that like yeah arriving at that kind of depth of philosophy or or um mm -hmm. uh, what, whatever it is uh that earns um it's a good ability. word yeah uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that really in, for improv can come a lot from that vulnerability and, um, yeah. getting in touch with well, yourself. I just been mm -hmm. thinking so, during this conversation about the Simpsons, mm -hmm. uh, and how many times they predicted the, they predicted the future. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's because they, even though they're wild, big characters, they emulate life, right? They like, there's real relationships. There's real wants. Like it might be a heightened, ridiculous cartoon version of it but you know if you imitate life well enough there's going to be some crossovers like a venn diagram almost uh mm -hmm. so, so that's been that's been wild like every time like someone's like oh this was in the news but did you see the simpson did this like 15 years ago like yeah we're getting there <laughs> we're yeah getting wild. 
We're gonna have only have four fingers in the future, and it's gonna be and we're all good to turn that <laughs> and all be yellow, we'll just be yellow, yellow. yeah. <laughs> and with four fingers, it's fine. It's fine. I okay. So do 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 do. It's the circle time. We're coming back. Uh, so I think that one of the ways that people can practice. Are you are you gone? Okay, great. It's <laughs> like a whole truck. Uh, I think that one of the ways that people can practice uh, being vulnerable without to without having to do the therapy, right? I, one of you said it's not therapy. It, the, we're just trying to open up a little bit. I think one of the ways that you can do that is through silence, is through complete shushy shush. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's I think that's totally true. Shush, yeah. shush. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really, exercising your ability to be silent and still um, is uh, one of the one of the scarier. It's 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 almost like uh, meditative in in the sense of like you kind of absorb the moment better. <laughs> right. Um, right. I think it's for so... the audience too, as well, because yes. you gave your scene partner the best gift. You added weight to the last thing they just said because it affected you. And if it affects that character, it should also affect the audience because this is a pinnacle moment and we should all take a pause and reflect on what just happened. Hell yeah. I, bet, I was quiet. <laughs> we were all just quiet after that. <laughs> like, Not yeah. me. I go hell yeah. Mike, Mike drops. Mike Boom. that drop. Drop that mic. Yeah. Yes. I 100% agree. And I think you're right, James. It's so funny because when we talk about doing the work, like the internal work, people really want to jump and being vulnerable. People do want to jump to like, well, I don't want to put my stuff on stage. Da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, that's, that is a lot of work. What you're talking about, like your, um, your point of view or your uh, experience in life. That is a lot of work. How about this? Just just shushy shush. And that, the shushy shush, can be even more scary. And it's so sorry, interesting Jim. to me. I, I did read your improv book, but I don't think I got to the shushy shush chapter. Can you? <laughs> what is a, a shushy shush if you... <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't spit coffee on your laptop. Don't please. spit coffee over my... The shushy shush, first off, the Shan mm -hmm. Shannon, S-H-S-H-S-H. Shush, 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 okay? <laughs> We're just talking about exactly what you're saying. is adding weight, being quiet, saying a thing, whatever your line is, and then both you and your partner zipping it, just waiting a minute or two <laughs> before you speak again and letting that, that what you exactly what you said, letting the weight of that silence like sink in. And it's so interesting because even if we take the, the crazy uh, octopus bee character, right? Mm -hmm. If, if someone, if there's a person on stage being what they're being, whatever it is, and somebody comes on and they're like, I'm an octopus and I eat bees. And then after that, we're just like, quiet. Like, cool, man. We've got a lot of time to work with what the response to that is, right? Like, yeah. we can work with it in our bodies. We can, and it doesn't matter what we say after that. You know, it can be, hi, John. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what we say after that. It's going to be right. It's also going to feel like this is the everyday, 
right? It's going right. to feel like that because we're not having to spin our wheels like, I'm also a member of people. So, but it's, I think it's so interesting that it can be just as scary. It can be just as mm -hmm. scary. Yeah. Uh, Usually the advice I give when I'm coaching people to take that moment is take that moment, wait for the first giggle from the house, then take, then double down. Cause, mm. then, cause then, then, you know, you've got them. It, mm -hmm. There was enough tension that someone had to laugh because they don't feel comfortable. That's what all it is. Like, I got really some tension. It's the perfect person who giggles at a funeral. Like I, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I'm feeling something. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We, we all hear mm -hmm. it. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and make them sit in it that much longer. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's such a good, uh, it's just a good use of time. Mm -hmm. um, when in this last, and they've done it a couple of times, but in this last episode, we see after all of this, after all of the stuff that Rick has gone through, just after all the stuff he's gone through and after all the stuff he's done. Oh, even there was another one. Anyway, this, but <laughs> after all the stuff he's gone through and all those things that he do, has done and all the talking that has happened throughout the episode, all the noise mm -hmm. and color and they're shooting. It's like beautifully done. We get to this space at the end where he says like, oh shit, I'm a bad father. And then there's like a minute of just silence. Mm -hmm. Like there's some music, but no one says anything. And it's super uncomfortable. Like it's, mm -hmm. uh, and it's great. It's great because we understand that there's weight here. We understand that Rick is thinking about what he's done. You know, we, under we understand a lot in that silence. And I think that, whenever I've seen either in movies or in this show, uh, people saying something, especially saying something about themselves, and then there is silence. Right. There's, yeah, you're just drawn in, like you feel connected to the character. Mm -hmm. And that it's just hard. It's, yeah, I don't want to say it's hard to them, You feel bad for them, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Can, and, and, and there's something maybe not that thing, but there's something relatable about we've all had those moments where we like, oh, I'm I'm not the hero of my own story. Ouch. Yes. You know, that's that's great. I was just thinking, like, how uncomfortable is good comedy for the people performing? <laughs> you know, like how if we take something as basic as like like jackass, like, wow, yeah. that's physically uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. And then you take something like a little more highbrow, like a um, like a Monty Python or something more physical, like or or situational. And mm -hmm. like, I'm glad I'm not in their shoes. That's why I can laugh. Like, well, I know how they're feeling, but it's not me getting hurt. Mm -hmm. So there's a like an emotional jackass to it. Yeah. Well, I'll stick with that. Yeah. yeah I like emotional that. That's a good be, be your own emotional jackass. Is <laughs> I like yeah. That. Yeah, James. Oh, uh, you know, I was going to just squeeze this in there because um, uh, with the time we have left, is uh, I'm remembering a uh, blog about uh, the um, the sensation of Rick and Morty. Um, somebody had written a, a, a article uh, just kind of pointing out the... Um, 
how how uh, kind of what you were saying, Shannon, is that people people identify with like like okay, here's this like uh, unapologetically crude, awful character who's just like, this is me, baby, um, and uh, relating in a way to that um, probably probably not in consciously in these terms, but relating to that struggle of of like mm-hmm. I'm full of flaws. And I wish I could just be like, so fucking what, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ultimately the point of the article was that like people get excited about seeing that character and, and, and feel like it's a license to do the same. And um, maybe, maybe the article is comparing characters like uh, sociopathic, like, like nihilistic characters, like, like Rick and um, Walter White and uh, wh- whoever else that are like um, these genius uh, that's what it was is, is like unapologetic asshole geniuses um, mm-hmm. becoming more popular and how that's being having a toxic side effect on um, namely male culture. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but like uh, and the end point of it was that like um, that's fine for the sensibilities of a show and the story that it tells, but in real life you absolutely own your flaws all you want, but intend to do better, like in, ha, still have the intention to try to to uh, change for the better and grow for the better. Um, o- otherwise, you are just a shitty person. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think that's right. what makes Dexter so interesting. Like, yes. he, he knows he's a shitty person. You yeah. know, I I'm a I'm a mass murder. I I kill people, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe if I kill bad people, I'm not so bad. And he mm-hmm. and that's how he justifies, you know. And being a sociopath, <laughs> you don't not be able to connect to people. That that's his like Achilles heel. Like we we feel bad for the guy who cannot connect to people, and sometimes overlook what he's doing. Like you, you really like this character. It's oh, he kind of oh my god, he fell in love. That good for him. <laughs> good, good for him to, to have good an emotion. Good for that murderer. Good he, job. He you know, this is episode seven, so he's killed some people, as far as I know. Uh, but good for you know what? Way to go! Yeah, it's that the whole thing is the whole thing. This idea of relating to the sociopath, relating to the genius, relating to being unapologetically yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Relating to that is fine. It is fine, and but what, and I think this is one of the things that binds us together in this episode is that you cannot overlook the outcome, the the pain that is going on in this character and the story that is going on in this character, right? Mm -hmm. So as far as Rick goes, he, sure, you can, you can choose to, you can choose to ignore the fact that he drinks for a reason. You can choose to ignore the fact that he can't, he's so like disillusioned that he can't tell one of his daughters that they're a clone. Like he can't figure, he can't do that for himself. You can choose to ignore those things, or you can like really open your eyes and see that the man is trying. That's the thing. He is. He is trying. He. You. They're like certain little lines where he's talking to. Um. He's talking to Morty, and he's like, "Man, Morty, like you were really great back there, man. Like, thanks for having my back." And they have these little conversations. He's. He is trying. But if you choose to ignore the fact that Dexter is trying, 
right? It's not that he's just go, he's, yeah. he's like trying to do <laughs> the right thing. If you ignore that, then your choices, whether it's on stage or in life, are going to be super flawed, right? Yeah. yeah. And then what's interesting from both a character point of view, like self-realization or maybe from the audience po point of view is, is there, are they discovering something that's human or like natural, or is it like uh, an amplification of like one of the de seven deadly sins? Like, mm. do you, are you actually protecting your sister because you love her or do you have too much pride and wouldn't let someone take something away from you? You know, like it, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. So I think we can relate to these characters because we all have those as humans were flawed uh, right. and we all have those moments where we do something, but this is for, for entertainment or comedic or, you know, drama, we over ex exaggerate those flaws within us. And this, what if a character was just all of our flaws? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That's why. It, it, oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, it, co it comes back to the uh, that sustainability thing too, because the I mean the uh, the show Rick and Morty as a show um, is very conscious and uh, meta. Will will reference uh, in its script the fact that it's right. fighting against the need to have character arcs and um, emotional depth. <laughs> right. right. Rick, Rick has said it a couple of times that like. I don't want to sell out and, you know, have uh, a n stupid obligatory um, emotional moment. Um, but, but then, but then uh, the truth is that like, yeah, the first season of Rick and Morty can be what it is, but like three, four seasons later, it's, it's like um, there's not, not just a necessity in a storytelling sense or, or maybe, maybe the, the, that is exactly what I'm, I'm saying here, but, but like, it's natural for that to happen. It, yes. it would be unnatural for uh, to not be able to find a moment of that because it's right. the most human thing. So the more time you spend with a character, the more likely the, the probability just goes up that you're going to get um, all the different uh, sides of it. And, and yes. in context of, of a show like Rick and Morty, um, uh, those real raw or vulnerable moments, while while very um, far and few between compared to other shows, have more weight to them um, against yeah. the backdrop of, of something that's trying to, to fight against it so much. Yeah, you did it. You did it. You did it right. And and then to pull all of that into improv, right? You if you can do exactly what you're talking about, which is connect. If you have the if you have the time, give yourself the time to connect to self. Then naturally, your your experience will come out on stage. But you have to be able and willing to let that happen to be affected. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, and, and I'm not I'm not kidding when I say this, Shannon. I literally forgot we were talking about improv until you said that. <laughs> I, I told, this is why I'm here, y'all. This is yep. my yep. Shannon Saturday Sunday stuff. Shannon's not Sunday. Your usual improv podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> Which is why these conversations are so great. Uh, yep. And it's so great to have you, Shannon. Um, uh, because, yeah, I literally got so, so absorbed in the conversation about? of like the philosophy behind Rick and Morty and the nature of like, uh, he, you know, human vulnerability that I was like, that's right. We are doing the Improv Network podcast. Right. right? Remember? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gotta pull it. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Read this thing. Yeah. Or what is it? There it is. There, there it, it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There. Ah, where's my object work? There it is. Uh. Um, 
yeah, this has been really great. I'm I'm glad that we talked about all this through the the, the lens of Rick and Morty. Uh, I yeah would like nothing more than to <laughs> just unpack Rick and Morty and apply it to improv and comedy. Um, great. Guys, I think we discovered our first try workshop. <laughs> it's Rick and Morty improv. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Um, Are you the Rick or Morty? <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the duality. Uh, it's true. Right. Shannon, what else is going on? Uh, any, anything you want to plug um, before we always check up? out, always check out improv or rather uh, shannonstott.com. Just go there and see if you want to take a class with me. There are lots of classes for improvisers and non-improvisers. Go there. See me. Oh, take classes. Oh. It's great. <laughs> yes. Awesome. awesome. Um, we dropped a link there in the comments to your website. We'll also include it in the show description. Right. Um, you're either watching this on the improv network, uh, Facebook, page or the improv faq youtube channel uh if you're listening to it you're on anywhere podcasts are found um and you can always go to the improvnetwork.org uh, to check out all the great resources that the improv network has to offer uh, including a tab for improv faq which includes uh, all these videos um conversations and lectures uh on improv topics thanks so much for joining shannon it's great to see you uh we'll see you every sunday uh, last sunday sorry uh rather of the month um We'll have you back. And um, until then, uh, be well, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.